Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Ask the expert on Lunchtime Live. Well, from flossing to fillings, we're putting your dental queries to uh, Dr. Paul O'Dwyer, who is with me in studio for our Ask the Expert slot this Thursday. Good afternoon, Paul. Great to see you, Andrea. Yeah, How are things all well? Not bad at all, actually. Um, 53106, that's the number. If you have a question for Paul, you can call us either 1800 453106. This listener is wondering about um, uh, the first question. Sorry. What is the best home teeth whitening method, please, Paul? Mm. So, yeah, teeth whitening just as, a, as an interesting thing to start with. So a lot of our teeth, as you know, pick up stains during the day from all the fun things in life the tea the coffee the red wine yeah. and if you're very bold cigarettes as well so they pick up these extrinsic stains so I think the first port of call is to get them professionally cleaned and the reason I say that is you can then figure out what the best tone or colour of your teeth is at, an, at that particular time as we get older our teeth get darker and yellower that's what happens. It's the aging process. So if you figure out what your exact tone is, that's the first thing. The second thing then is if it's a, a, a kind of a home whitening thing, go to your pharmacy. There are lots of different products out there. They all do roughly the same thing. But get advice either from your pharmacist or better mm. off from your dentist. Um, I've heard people before, Paul, talk about, you know, oh, there's a little bit of a kind of a sting or a discomfort initially when you use the kind of the, well, not, not even just the at-home test, or, mm. but any, any of the whitening. Like, is that to be expected? That is to be expected, yes. Oh, is it? So, right. yeah, some of the some of the compounds that were that are used, well, particularly in the previous uh, incarnations, were made your teeth quite sensitive. And over time, they got more and more sensitive. And they, they've been kind of tempered out now. Uh, and the big thing is to do it in moderation and, and get advice and re- read the back of the box, as okay. they say. Here's an interesting one. The bottom of my front tooth feels crumbly, mm. like little bits coming off. Yeah. What could the problem be? I'm going to go out on a wild limb here and say that that's plaque and calculus yeah. <laughs> that's been built up over time. So just to fill you in, so as, as we go through our na- normal daily routine, we have something to eat or something to drink. Little bits of plaque and calculus collect, if you like, around our teeth, particularly in the crevice where the gum meets the tooth. So that's why we advise you to brush twice a day and ideally get them cleaned once every year or once every six months if you can. Now, having said that, over time, stuff will build up and and compound because we're not always brilliant at the manual dexterity and getting things nice and clean. So when you run your tongue along the inside of your teeth now, it might feel nice and smooth. But if if you miss a little chip of that plaque or calculus becomes detached, it feels rough and uneven. So one of the things you'll find is when you get your teeth professionally cleaned by your hygienist or your dentist, I'll often say to the patient, the inside of your lower teeth will feel like a picket fence. They'll feel gappy in inverted commas or you'll feel sensitive. And that's because that plaque and calculus has been removed from where yeah. they were. At 53106, that's the number. Um, this listener says, my dental question is about gum regeneration. Probably a bit of a hopeful question, but is there a sign of any progress in new technologies for people that have issues with gum recession? I have an implant, not enough gum around it, which makes it unsightly and awkward as food gets stuck. But I am unable to get a gum graft as I had a nerve issue before and I was told the procedure would be too risky. It might cause a lot of pain and flare up. Okay, that's a really good and involved question. Yeah. So just to kind of step back through it a little, little bit. So the science around gums is called periodontics. Uh, that's a brand new word for some people. So very simply broken down, peri means around like perimeter and odont is the Greek for tooth. <laughs> so periodont around the tooth. And our periodontium, as it's called, is a complex made up of cementum, which is like an outer layer of the root surface, the periodontal ligament, which is like the scaffolding that holds the tooth in place, the alveolar bone that it sits in, and of course the root surface. So that's it in a nutshell. So this 
patient is t- t- talking about the fact that gum regeneration is an issue and they're absolutely right. We can encourage gum to grow back to a certain level but the level of connectivity is a problem. The good news, now we, mm. this won't be immediate for this particular patient, is there's a lot of research going on on a thing called GTR which is called guided tissue regeneration where on the really micro level we can encourage gum to go in one direction. The second big idea is stem cell research is actually looking at ways in which we can we can actually encourage the gum to grow back. Um, and of course, obviously, our materials are improving, our techniques are improving, and our instruments are improving. So things are getting moving yeah. in the right direction. Maybe not immediately for this listener, mm. but certainly going in the right direction. Okay. Very sensitive teeth. None of the toothpastes make any difference. What's the issue, says this listener? Okay. Um, so my question there would be, when they're saying sensitive, I wonder, is it all of the teeth or, or particular teeth? So sometimes when a patient will present with a sensitive tooth, it could be a number of things. One of them could be a leaky old filling. Or it could be gum recession that we've just talked about there, where there's some some areas of the tooth are more exposed. Uh, and yes, the obvious things to do are go with a sensitive toothpaste. Get your teeth checked out just to make sure there's nothing else going on. Uh, and then maybe look at softer brushing techniques. Sometimes and we've discussed this before, we have the old, what I call, scrubbing the yard technique yeah. that we all knew from and a, An aggressive brush. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're not scrubbing the backyard here. It's nice, gentle, circular motions. That's what you want to be doing. So take a look at your technique, maybe get a checkup to make sure there's nothing else going on, not a leaky filling or uh, sensitive teeth from, yeah. from recession. On the teeth sensitivity, this texter in 53106, Paul, is wondering if you can please ask about tooth bonding. Okay. For teeth, for teeth sensitivity, actually. Oh, yes. I, I see where you're going. Yeah, so sometimes you can get... Uh, if you like a covering of uh, filling material, uh, particularly in areas where the tooth is sensitive. So just like the last caller there, what we're tending to find is obviously, thankfully, people are holding onto their teeth a lot longer. So as we're brushing our teeth, we sometimes see these wear facets, which for all intents and purposes are like small little saucers, like a cup and saucer, say, for example, on your lower back molar teeth. And so these little deficits can be quite sensitive. So very, very hot uh, tea or very, very cold ice cream will set them off. So what has been a really good salvation for that is to bond a small little filling over that surface. So it protects the tooth underneath. And when you're brushing, mm. you're brushing away filling rather than tooth. OK, 1800 if you want to uh, chat to Paul yourself here on the programme. Um, this texture, my daughter is seven tomorrow, still has a lot of her baby teeth with no sign of any becoming loose. But mm-hmm. she is getting pain from time to time over the last two years. She was one year when she started to get her teeth. When can she expect a visit from the Tooth Fairy if nothing's moving yet? I, okay, well, I know the Tooth Fairy is a very busy person, by the way. Um, so what I would say is the rule of thumb always is around six is when we get our first permanent teeth. The fact that this particular child has been a little bit later in getting their baby teeth would suggest that would probably knock on from there as well. The fact that they're having discomfort is actually a good thing. And if they haven't seen a dentist already, it's a really good idea to go go along. We mentioned before that probably the best time to see a dentist, the first visit, is when the first tooth arrives. Okay. (laughs) Funny, this listener follows on now to say, is is, is my daughter at risk of growing adult teeth before she starts to lose the baby teeth? She had a checkup in January, dentist said all good. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. And interestingly, so what tends to happen is just to kind of fill you in the mechanics of how this works. Your permanent tooth follows on from behind the baby tooth and the baby tooth is there like a gatekeeper to keep the gate open so it gets wibbly wobbly wonder as it gets eaten up from behind 
and then the permanent guy uh, fits in just where that tooth was. The fact that the adult and baby teeth grow together is absolutely fine and normal. In fact, the the, the uh, permanent successors will push that baby tooth out of the way. Okay. Uh, but but do keep an eye and make sure we keep up the yeah. brushing. Yeah. Uh, just bleeding gums? <clears throat> question marks as this listener. Bleeding gums, yeah. I listen, if you're having bleeding gums while you're brushing, then that really is a sign you need to maybe have a, a look and see what's going on. When we last had a dentist, is the tooth sore? Are the teeth sore? Um, what brushing technique are you using? Hard or soft brushing? Brush. Are you a smoker? What kind of food materials you're eating? Are you flossing between them? They're the kind of questions I'd be asking. Okay. And this listener is wondering, I've never had a filling before. Mm. How do I know if I need one? Mm. Check up, uh, the obvious thing. Uh, and what we'll tend to find is a lot of people will have a long, long periods of time where they won't need any filling material, fillings at all whatsoever, which is a great thing. And maybe they're good brushers. But just for the security of knowing that you're doing the right thing. Mm pop along get it get checked out yeah okay listen Dr Paul O'Dwyer thanks a million Paul as always for joining us in studio here uh, on Lunchtime Live still to come on the programme look there's been lots of you getting in touch with us to share your experience of how restricted access and care settings during lockdown affected you and the family stay with us Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.